so awesome. We even got our special guest involved in it and just had the most epic dance-off. So if you are listening to the podcast, you just missed something so amazing. Uh, we actually got the three of us, me, Nate, and our special guest to do the most epic dance-off. I don't know that I've ever danced that hard on this morning show. And Nate was so into it. So if you're listening by podcast right now, you need to go back and find the video of this on our Facebook page or YouTube and see what we just all participated in. Wasn't that fun? Absolutely hilarious. Yes. <laughs> Nate's almost there. He's still processing what happened. That was so cool. So we gave you a preview of our special guest. We'll be introducing her very shortly. We are so honored and excited to have her with us. But more officially, good morning, howdy, welcome to another episode of Wake Up to Life with Lauren and Nate, your favorite pro-life morning show. Once again, I'm Lauren Musica, President and CEO of Sidewalk Advocates for Life. And I'm Nate Robertson, Vice President of Sidewalk Advocates for Life. And what a great joy it is to join you again this Friday, each and every Friday, as we talk about what's going on in the pro-life world and how we can all continue to work together to change hearts and minds, as well as legislation on this most important issue of our times, the cause of life. That's right. Prayer, news, stories, a special interview, tips, more prayer, devotional. We always say it's all right here, folks. And once again, as a reminder, this show is available on video live by Facebook Live every Friday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central, which is God's time, and also on YouTube as well. And now you can listen by podcast in case you don't want to look at our beautiful faces. And so three different ways that you can access the show. And we are so excited that this has blessed so many of you. You know, everywhere I travel, people tell me, oh my goodness, I listen to the show right as I'm getting ready to go out to the sidewalk or, you know, it's an important part of my, my week, my Friday morning, right? Everywhere I go, people are telling me that they're listening. So again, you know, the Facebook stats be darned. I don't think we're, it, it's doing it justice. Facebook doesn't want to let this awesome pro-life group know what's going on, right? Um, what matters is it's blessing so many of you. And we are just, again, so excited and honored to do the show uh, each and every week to encourage you in this great movement, in this great battle, and really, you know, rally the troops to keep going here in, just as Nate said, the preeminent issue of our times, uh, the most important movement on earth. So again, such an honor to be with you guys. So exciting. Right. All right. Well, uh, we just had an epic weekend. We just had this past weekend, the sixth annual National Sidewalk Advocacy Conference. And it was a sold out, maxed out ballroom. People from all over the world were there. We even had people from Fiji. How cool is that? And then some of our advocates from Alaska and Hawaii and Ohio and Florida and way up from the Northeast. And I mean, again, people from all over. Our Puerto Rico sidewalk advocates showed up as well. And so many of you who got to participate in this weekend, let us know that you were, again, so encouraged and blessed by being a part of this, this special event once again. Uh, I think we had over 50, 50 sponsors, about 50 sponsors, and over 40 speakers that were part of either our main stage presentations or our breakout sessions. And what blessed me so much is hearing from our leaders who said, you know what, I'm ready to get back out there with a, a new zeal, right? Uh, 
one of our sidewalk advocates in Miami, he came up to me at the very end and he had actually filled out the application to co-lead one of our locations in South Florida. And he said, you know, this just really moved me to take the next right step and to answer the call that God had put on my heart. And so we could tell you story after story after story. But again, we were just so excited about what God did in the hearts and minds of, of so many of our saints, our sidewalk saints this past weekend, our pregnancy help partners. Um, so again, what a, what a weekend. Nate, how, how was it for you? You got to emcee this whole thing. Yeah, it was great. We had such a great time. It was power packed. It was full from morning till night. We had such a great time connecting with each other and being, you know, really trained and equipped and ready to go back out and do the great work that each of us are doing. Another thing that was super cool was this was the first year that we had live translation into Spanish going on in the room. So we had a few people there that were much more comfortable, you know, hearing the content in Spanish. And we were able to work that out, which was awesome. So that was a great highlight as well. But I mean, man, so much great content throughout the entire weekend. So, yeah, so. absolutely. Well, our special guest this week, I'm going to go ahead and tell you who she is, Nan Prickrell. She's my sister from another mother. Um, again, one of my longest, dearest friends ever. And she has a ton of experience in prayer and hospitality ministry. Um, actually in various denominations. And she was able to come be a part of everything this past weekend and be there to pray with and over people. Um, look at that beautiful moment that uh, a bunch of the sidewalk advocates from South Florida had with a couple of us. You can see Nan there with the blue scarf on, uh, almost facing directly towards us there. And, um, you know, she just had a really unique view of the entire event. And what I love uh, uh, that the Holy Spirit does so often is that he gives us themes. He gives us ideas um, that, that again, are interrelated, that seem to um, speak to so many people from different walks of life. You know, quite often the Holy Spirit has something very unique for us individually and something for us corporately, right? And Nan said it was so beautiful to receive the prayer request. And again, she's going to keep everything confidential that she received from, from individuals personally. But she also noticed that there was a special work of the Holy Spirit in the room this past weekend, that there was a very, there were a couple of very special messages that he wanted to impart to all of us in this great battle, in this great movement. And so we're going to kind of talk to her about that, about what, what God did this past week, this past weekend, and then maybe what he's um, planting in our hearts going forward as we are sent out from, again, what was an epic weekend for life. Whether or not you got to actually be there or not, again, we're all part of this great army of light marching forward in this great battle, in this great movement, and, and these are universal messages for all of us. So it's going to be really fun to hear a little bit more for, from her. All right. Well, as we get the show going today, uh, let's go ahead and start off, as we would say, in the best way possible, and that is with a word of prayer. So, Nate, will you lead us? Sounds good. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this opportunity to be together again this Friday morning. We're so grateful for your call on our lives. We're so grateful to be equipped by you. We're so grateful to be a part of this mission. God, we thank you for what you're doing through Sidewalk Advocates for Life and through all of those involved in the pregnancy help movement across this great nation. We pray that you would continue to bless and guide and direct us as we continue to do what you've called us to. God, this morning we ask that you would continue to keep our advocates safe as they're on sidewalks across America and that you would continue to, 
to show women and men a sign as they're going in and coming out of abortion and abortion referral facilities that they could see hope and that they could see help and that they would be able to accept those offers of help from our advocates. Now, I pray that you would continue to show us the miracles that you've been showing us um, you know, all around us. May we continue to give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. Bless us today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Nate. All right. We're going to go ahead and move into our headline uh, this week. Uh, let me go ahead and set it up this way. When we were at the conference, I still remember sitting down at breakfast on Saturday morning. And Nate, it was actually you who leaned over and let me know about the attack on Israel. And I know that that is really weighing on so many of our hearts. And, you know, I went back and forth about whether or not to talk about this on the morning show. You know, we were we were discussing whether or not this was a topic that we wanted to bring up on something that tends to be a little bit more light and fun. But I think it is so necessary for us just to have a moment together to, to continue to pray and keep vigil for the people of Israel. And specifically, I wanted to share with you a message from one of our colleagues in the pro-life movement, in the international pro-life movement. He happens to be the executive director of uh, EFRAT. So it's EFRAT.org. Um, his name is Nair, and he actually shared a testimonial with us. And again, I just want to acknowledge that, especially up front here, this is going to be a little bit more heavy than what we normally discuss on the morning show. But I think it is also a powerful call uh, for for all of us to rally and um, to continue to pray and lift them up. Um, and, you know, God is God is working a victory story in their midst. I felt that so strongly when I was reading this. And so, again, I just want to share this with all of you and, and for us to take a moment together. So, um, so again, the main pro-life organization in Israel is Efrat.org. So he says, I'm the executive director of Efrat. I am also the spokesman for my settlement in Judea and Samaria, and I'm on the emergency response team. My son is in the Golani Brigade and in the war effort. He says, the situation is grave. Savages have brutally murdered innocent men, women, and children, raped women, and captured elderly men and women and young children. They call for Arabs all around Israel to enter their neighboring towns, including mine, and slaughter everyone in sight. For me personally, this past Shabbat and holiday was surreal when we woke up to sirens and our boys called to the battlefield while our first response teams were scrambling with full army gear to protect from the savages that were approaching. This is a full out war with evil. Our spirits are high as we know the promise of the Lord to the Jewish people, and God keeps his promises. At Ephrat, we are dealing with the thousands of women who we service every year, over 85,000 babies saved from abortion in over 47 years. Wow. Many of them are fearful, and some of them are dealing with tremendous loss. We are praying to cherish life, but to completely obliterate evil. Those who show mercy to the cruel and end up being cruel to the merciful. This community knows this best. In my community, we buried a, a 19 and a half year old boy, my son's friend and the child of my friend, who was savagely murdered. At his funeral, his sister said that the heavens are crying and I beg you, her dead brother, not to wipe the tears. As the funeral was going on, it started drizzling and his sister said, here are the tears of heaven. We're now fighting a just war and intend to fight it to the complete demise of evil. Again, what resolve? Beautiful. We will continue to pray for the health of the thousands of the wounded, the return of the kidnapped. Above all, we pray that the tears that have shed from heaven will be followed by the ultimate redemption. 
writing to you in great confidence and yearning to see the glory of God shine all over Israel after completely destroying the evil we saw, praying that those that cherish life shall prevail and those that celebrate death shall no longer be able to carry out their evil. And he signed it near Solomon, executive director of Ephrat, father of three girls and one brave soldier that the entire Jewish people all over the world are praying for, a child that the doctors pressured my wife and I to consider abortion and today fights in the Holy Army of the Israeli Defense Forces. I mean, really, there are no words to describe um, what's going on in Israel, but it's heroes like this, Nir and, and his staff, you know, even just the abortion issue alone, having saved 85,000 children from death. And I, I marvel at how, and I don't know how to put it other than to say this, that those who work in the pro-life movement, obviously we have a special love and charism for life, right? And near being somebody who has served so many different families, women and children, I, I think that this hits us differently in the pro-life movement, just the loss of life. We know the preciousness of fighting for one life. We know the preciousness of fighting for one life. And we know what it's like to take a step back sometimes and, and realize, you know, oh my goodness, look at what the enemy is trying to do in regards to destroying life and destroying family. And here the enemy has reared his ugly head in yet another way through this Hamas terrorist group, right? But we also know the power of prayer in the pro-life movement. We know the power of victory. We know what happens when God's people come together and stand against evil. And we have seen great miracles in our midst because of prayer and peaceful outreach. And I see that same confidence in Nir and all who are standing with him. And of course, all of us here in the international pro-life movement, we all gave him our words of support, you know, our guaranteed prayers. And we pledged to him that we would do whatever we could, even from America, even if that meant that, you know, right now we, we just need to pray. And in fact, he actually wrote back to many of us and said, you know, don't discount the power of prayer. Like that, that's where we need you the most. We need you praying for, for the state of Israel, right? So, um, I don't know, Nate, sometimes words fail, but I'm believing that, again, the God who keeps his promises is writing a victory story in Israel right now. And so just wanted to get your thoughts as we uh, round out this segment. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, I could not have read that because I would have been crying the whole way. So yeah. great job to Lauren for reading that. You know, you know, it is such a a very important moment, I think, right now. And um, we do need to keep our our eyes above and keep our, our prayers vigilant um, for the people of, of Israel, for the Jewish people, for the nation of Israel. You know, it's such an important part of um, biblical history, world history. And we do pray that there would be great victory and that it would be quick. Um, it is... Um, you know, a very, I think, just a, a very interesting time, um, you know, coming out of the most holy days of, of the Jewish calendar and then into this surprise attack and then in the days that have followed. And, you know, we, we need to be people of understanding the, the gravity of the situation and being very focused in our prayer efforts for those who are fighting this battle, as well as those who are in harm's way, and that we would continue to pray for the safety of you know, men, women, and children, the civilians who, you know, really are in great um, danger right now, and that we would pray for the Israeli forces as they fight Hamas and other terror groups that may also be involved, and, and that, that we really just pray for God to protect his people 
the Israeli people and all of those who you know are Christians that God would continue to protect us as um, as we see what the days ahead look like. But you know, definitely we're praying for 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 these that are there in the midst of the battle and continuing to pray for the really for the peace of Jerusalem and for the peace of the world. Yeah. Couldn't have said it any better. I know we're all united in heart and mind that we would see justice uh, in response to this and uh, victory. So we continue to pray for those who are fighting against this grave evil and civilians on both sides, you know, that people are protected and are okay. And um, war is ugly and I, we wouldn't wish it on anybody. Um, but I am um, hopeful, uh, even seeing Nears' message that again, God is uh, writing a victory story here and that one day we'll be able to look back and, and see this as a turning point, hopefully in the conflict. So that's what we pray for. That's what we're believing for and standing in faith for. So near, uh, if by some crazy chance you watch this, just know we love you. We're praying for you and all of your people. And thank you. Thank you for your witness. So it's good. All right. Speaking of victory story, right, Nate, you've got some good news for us from the sidewalk. Yeah, so I have a really great victory story today. Just want to um, first do a quick update of a story that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. So a couple of weeks ago, I let you know that our team in, in Northern California had had a mom um, turn away from the abortion facility and choose life. And if you're watching the visual component, I believe our producer has a picture. There it is. Um, an ultrasound picture that I received just this week of this precious baby that is safely growing in um, his or her mother's womb after the sidewalk advocates were able to intercept her on the sidewalk and direct her quickly to the pro-life um, pregnancy resource center there in their community and are journeying with her as she continues through this pregnancy and, and just helping to eliminate challenges to pregnancy and to parenting. So what a great update to have again from Northern California after just a few weeks ago, um, our sidewalk advocates first intercepted this mom and now this beautiful ultrasound picture of her child as, um, as he or she grows in her womb um, after that amazing, miraculous day on the sidewalk. And I also wanted to give you another amazing victory out of the Northeast, out of Maryland, where our sidewalk advocates team just a few days ago were able to intercept um, really a, a pretty difficult situation on the sidewalk as a, a man had brought um, a woman to the abortion facility to have an abortion and was really forcing her into a decision that she was not comfortable with. And in this instance, miraculously, the police were called, the police were able to help her and help to defuse the situation between her and the man who had brought her there while she had an, uh, her also her six-year-old child there with her as well and were able to protect her from this man who was trying to force her into having an abortion. And our sidewalk advocate team was able to resource her, provide her with the help and the hope that she needed to be able to make the choice for life that she was determined to make in the midst of great pressure. So two really incredible victory stories that we have seen from either coast over the last couple of weeks as we continue to see miracles every single day from the sidewalk as sidewalk advocates across the country reach out in hope, help, and love through um, you know, our program um, now at over 260 locations nationwide and a few internationally. So great victory stories today. So good. And you know, we talked about this at the conference, but Sidewalk Advocates 
are always given an opportunity, not just to hand out resources to women, abortion bound women and men, and redirect them away from the abortion facility, but just to really be the ears and eyes of a community. And when we're able to present, pre prevent, excuse me, something like a forced abortion, or we're able to recognize signs of sex trafficking, or um, pieces of evidence that may lend itself to um, legal violations at that abortion facility and reporting it could lead to a closure. I mean, there's no shortage of opportunities that we have to stand in the gap for women in a variety of situations. And so, so grateful to our Berwyn Heights, Maryland team for uh, intercepting this young woman and being able to come to her defense in a very unique and special way that we don't always see on the sidewalk. I believe that there are far more uh, coerced abortions than sometimes meets the eye. We hear this so much from women that many times they make the decision because they're trying to please somebody else, especially their boyfriend, a companion, a parent, right? So I think there's a lot of unspoken coercion that often is going in. But where we can confirm some level of coercion, we are able to come to that young woman's defense. And we're able to even use legal means to protect her and that choice, so to speak, right? So anyways, um, really, really good news all the way around. And we never get tired also of getting an ultrasound picture and seeing yet a, another That's picture right. of safe. So, so good. Thank you, Nate. All right. Well, I've got the tip this week. And <clears throat> this was something that we talked about actually at the conference that I really want to underscore for all of us today. And that is to treat ourselves as a temple of the Holy Spirit. So treat yourself as a temple. It is so important. First Corinthians 6, 19 through 20 says, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God with your body. And the idea is that, um, when we go to do our ministry, <clears throat> are we taking care of ourselves such in such a way that that ministry can flourish? We are God's prized possession, his greatest instrument here on earth. And the way that God describes us is he talks about us as a temple, a sacred and holy place. How do you treat a sacred and holy place? Do you just throw anything in it? Do you just, you know, run the temple into the ground? Uh, do, you, do you trash it out with bad materials? Uh, do you speak ill of it, right? Or do you honor that temple? Do you do you preserve it? Do you um, take care of it in, in such a way that you show its great value, that you show it as a place where the Holy One resides, right? And I think this is just so instructive for us in ministry that the food we put into our bodies, how we water ourselves, how we sleep, um, the fellowship that we uh, extend to ourselves, the ways that we talk to ourselves and carry ourselves and cherish ourselves. This is so important. I think so many times when we're striving for humility, we can swing the other direction and almost end up in a modicum of false humility. And we actually don't present ourselves as a living sacrifice. And in other words, lend ourselves fully to our mission, being unafraid to step in as a child of God and claim the space that he's given to us and lead with strength, believing that he has called us to that space. And meanwhile, you know, being sure to take care of ourselves in the process. And so 
for any of us, you know, that are <laughs> maybe uh, a little type A and have a tendency to run ourselves into the ground, or maybe we're another personality type and we don't even give ourselves the credit that God gives us. And we give ourselves permission to step into what God is calling us to do. And, and with that, taking care of ourselves in that process. So no matter who we are and where we find ourselves, I think this is instructive for all of us to be sure that we're taking care of ourselves in the midst of the battle, in the midst of the spiritual battle, in the midst of the movement. This is the greatest human rights movement on earth. And any of us who work for the gospel of Christ, so to speak, uh, this is important for all of us to just really receive today and allowing God to refresh us with this idea that yes, it is a good and holy thing to take care of ourselves. So there you go. So good. Such a great tip today. Thanks, Lauren. Awesome. Thanks, Nate. All right. It is time for our special interview. And we always do a drum roll. I think this lady is no less deserving of a drum roll. So here we go. Producer, you got the drum roll? We have with us. Nan Prickroll. <laughs> There she is. There she is. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Our prayer minister from this past weekend. So oh. good to see you. How are oh, you? Oh, it's so good to see you guys. Yeah. What a joy. What a it's joy so it was to serve this weekend. Yeah. 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 We loved having you. It was such a blessing. Uh, we're going to jump right into it. Thank you, by the way, for, for being on the show first time. Uh, so yes. excited to visit with you. <laughs> So again, we were so privileged to have you as part of the National Sidewalk Advocacy Conference. And I would argue you actually served in the most impactful way as our prayer minister, because we know prayer is the strength by which we can do any and all of this, right? So tell us why you were especially excited to be part of this event. Well, I, I just really have a heart, um, a heart for encouragement um, of leaders, especially. Um, I feel like um, the enemy likes to kind of uh, get after um, get mm -hmm. after leaders and try to wear them down. And um, yeah. I just felt such a heart to just if there's anything I could do um, to be there for support um, and love on them this weekend. Um, it was my joy. It was yeah. my joy to meet them. That's a beautiful thought. I think the enemy does attack leaders, especially, right? Mm -hmm. Because they affect so many people. So he goes after them sometimes really hard and in a, a really big way. Um, I know you've been to the sidewalk, so you know what this is like, mm -hmm. right? Standing out there and you can see sometimes the spiritual attack literally manifest in front of your face. Couples mm -hmm. arguing with one another, women struggling in the parking lot. So you're not immune to this ministry. You've done this before. Right. Yeah. I mean, and we shared a little bit this weekend about Miami. I mean, yeah. I decided to, to like be bold and greet somebody and it happened to be the 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 clinic director. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he came that's pretty right. hot and heavy after me. So I was like, oh, OK. Yeah. You know? And um, just an opportunity to love, you know. Yeah, yeah. that's really yeah. what the sidewalk is. And um, just to fill out a little bit more about what you were just talking about. On Friday night, one of the things that I mentioned in my talk was this day on the sidewalk that, man, you and me and a bunch of the, the South Florida mm -hmm. advocates had had. So this was a couple months ago where, you know, we were out on the sidewalk, we were serving, and all of a sudden, 
uh, this lady pulls into a parking space. She gets out and, and you're figuring, hey, maybe she's going into the abortion facility as a customer. And you actually mm-hmm. greet her with a whole bunch of love. And you realize it's the lady who directs the abortion facility. Mm-hmm. And immediately was mad. She immediately was upset. Right. But I just love how you so innocently greeted her. And it actually led to some productive conversation with some of our advocates. Yeah. She dropped a few F-bombs first and she had a couple of things to say. Yeah, um, she decided to share all her language with me. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, sometimes we experience that on the sidewalk, right? But um, to find out later through, you know, different means that we may have had as many as seven women turn around that day on the sidewalk and go to the local pregnancy resource center it really is a testament to the power of prayer and presence out on the yeah. sidewalk. So again, just knowing that you had experienced this before, you've been a prayer partner. I know you've been alongside me on the sidewalk and some of our sidewalk advocates. I think it's so beautiful that you got to pour into them this weekend and pray with them and over them and just really see God move, right? So Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. I just really felt like um, the word that just kept coming up is battle weary. Mm, so I yeah. kind of came in with that and it's kind of um, after the scripture in Exodus where Moses is holding up his hands during the battle, right? And he becomes weary and um, mm. I believe it's her and, um, is it Joshua? I think come oh, yeah. and hold their hand. They're like, here, sit on this rock. You're tired, you know, and let's each grab one of your hands and raise them up. And I felt like the Lord was really, there was a lot of people coming with a heavy heart, whether it's in ministry or in family life, um, work life, you know, whatever they're doing right now, um, and their prospective ministries um, that are poised in, in the life movement. Um, and so I just really felt like it was a time for the Lord to pour into them and encourage them and relight that fire where the enemy is trying to snuff it out. Um, he, is he's not creative, so it's always the same old stuff. He tries to get us tired. He tries to, you know, try to get us off our game, right? And discourage us. Um, but the Lord wants to put courage into us. He wants to encourage us, right? And so... I felt like, I mean, I had chill bumps for half of the half of the weekend when I was praying yeah. with people because I was just, Holy Spirit was really moving, um, really connecting people, really giving them a vision. Um, they were offering up uh, the vision that they've put, that God's put on their heart and running with that and seeing what yeah. God, the possibilities, right? I think the yeah. enemy tries to discourage us and uh, try to make us small, you know, yeah. or burn us out real quick, you know, but it was really beautiful to see different ministries dovetailing into each other, like building that community, coming together, being encouraged, um, lighting the fire once again, being like, oh my goodness, we serve a God where everything is possible. There are no limitations to what he can do. And I just felt like we gathered those prayers um, uh-huh. and we were able to just lift them up to the Lord for him to do what he will with it. And another scripture verse that kept coming up was, you know, in the feeding of the 5,000, there was this great need, you know, and those that are in the movement, they see this ginormous need and they're like, 
Lord, how in the world are you going to do this? Right? Yeah. And the Lord asked something very human and very simple. He asked, he asked if anybody has food to feed these people. And what comes right. back are two fish and however many loaves, right? This mm. little bitty minuscule, but it was all that they had, right? Mm -hmm. And they offered it to the Lord and allowed him to take care of the how, right? So mm. they gave it to him and what happened? This crazy mind blowing miracle, right? Yeah. And that's what we're asking for. When we give ourselves completely to the Lord with how he's called us in our unique way, right? And as he's forming us and saying, I'm that fish, I'm that loaf. And let's see what you do with that, right? Yeah. And it's, it was just beautiful to see, um, I don't know, just, it was just so beautiful to pray with people. And, and there was an, also an opportunity, you know, the conference wasn't the only thing that was there this weekend. Mm. There were other people. And because we had, uh, we had a prayer box out there in the main hallway. And I chuckled, I little chuckled myself. I was like, God, you're so funny. You meet people exactly where they're at all the time. So we had the box out there and I cleared it every night and I was praying over all the intentions and offering them to the Lord. And as I went through there, I realized there were people from the airline, you know, like there was, there were different trainings that were happening. There were hockey tournaments, all kinds of things. And there were prayer intentions from just people in the hotel. Which I was yeah. Like, oh, That's I what I want to know. I remember I you know, saying. so funny. I yeah. love it. I just love how creative he is. So, yeah. 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 I mean, I think it's just such a testament to how prayer is so universal. It's, it's a, you know, we all have a God-shaped hole in our heart, mm -hmm. right? I, I, I know that you and I, we shared a room during the conference and I still remember you getting back to the room and being like, wow, like this young man asked me to pray for his hockey team. Um, some of the people who worked for American Airlines, because this was a DFW International Airport area hotel, they uh, prayed that they would be able to pass. They, they asked you to pray that they would be able to pass their test, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. So other people i don't think our team knows that i don't think anybody else knows that it, you know mm -hmm. it's a fun thing to share here and i love this idea too about the multiplication of the of the fishes and the loaves that so many times we do bring like our meager whatever to the table but god multiplies it and there's this beautiful ripple effect you know mm -hmm. i know i feel like that starting sidewalk advocates for life like i took a step back at one point and looked out at the room and i thought wow look at what god did like lauren can't mm -hmm. For sure. I have a team, I have a board, all of that. But but there were things happening in the room that I was not directly responsible for. It was what God was doing. We just mm -hmm. give give ourselves to to a piece of that. We create the space for God to work. And it's it's him who does it, you know? And that's what's so beautiful. Um, Nan, let me ask you this in closing. Um, what are what do you think was kind of the lingering takeaway? from your time praying over people? Like if you had to kind of extract one or two main messages that you could even share with us now, what would that be? And then what advice do you have for all of us in taking care of ourselves in the spiritual battle? Okay. I love this question. I love this yeah. question so much. Um, I think that a lot of times we make it a lot more complicated than it needs to be. Mm. And um, I think that's also a trick of the enemy where he kind of tries to muddy up the water, right? So yeah. there's just a swirl of stuff going out. And 
the Lord, he just settles it down, right? He speaks peace to that storm. He clears that creek and river so we can see the rocks and the gems that are at the bottom, right? So it's just that simplicity, going back to simplicity, right? Lord, I'm going to, I'm, I'm offering you this, you know, and, uh, um, and I'm trusting that you're going to move my feet and you're going to give me the next right step. Not five, not 10, but just the next right step of what you want me to do. And offering that in simplicity to the Lord to do something marvelous with that. And I think just with everything that y'all shared today and what's going on in the world and in the culture of life battle, we see all kinds of things, right? And there's just this heaviness. It feels like this weight and we're trudging. You know, that's what I felt like those that were coming. That was one of the things they were feeling. And I'm reminded of... Um, some advice that my spiritual director gave me once. Mm. And I was so weighed down because I, I, I feel so deeply in my heart for people. And sometimes it just, you know, I could just be weighted down by all of that. And she's like, yeah. you know, when you are made aware of something going on, you're lifting it up in prayer, um, anything that you're encountering, it's not meant to stop here in your heart because you are human. That weight is too heavy for you. So just realizing your own humanity, God made you in marvelous humanity, right? Mm. That that was meant to be given to God's heart for him to transform it. And so yeah. whenever that comes in and you're feeling that heaviness, that weight, you're like, Lord, I feel that I'm praying for the, them. I'm united with them in prayer. And I offer that to you for you yeah. to do something that I can't even imagine right it's always meant to go to his heart every time so that that would be a tip for self-care as well as um with the battle um and find find people that you can pray with i think that's really important um just simply a, a friend somebody that you can reach out to somebody that you can connect with of course your personal time with the lord is important because he's going to fill you up to overflowing so you have all of that love you have everything that you need to be able to serve that woman in front of you that family in front of you that work in front of you right um mm -hmm. so it's always from that flow if we try to fill it with our own human self it's going to tap out right but we mm -hmm. serve a limitless god and his well never runs dry so just just a reminder of that um mm -hmm. That next right step, giving all of those things to the Lord. We're not meant to carry those things. And then just realize your humanity. What do I need to do? What's the next right thing? Oh, I guess maybe I need to get some sleep. <laughs> you know, right. maybe just I need to bring a big old thing of water and, and I need to stay hydrated the whole time. You know, I don't need to be all this, this little dried up grape by the, by the end of my time on the sidewalk. Like, Make sure you're taking care of also your human needs. Yeah. You know? right. So yeah. that's that's kind of what I have today. Yeah. We, I yeah. love this topic. I mean, I could talk about it all day long, but just this little tidbit for today. That's what yeah. I, yeah. I would suggest. Yeah. I love that. I think okay. it's a message of simplicity, right? I, I mm -hmm. remember that some students from Franciscan University of Steubenville once approached Father Benedict Rochelle and they said, Hey, I'm getting attacked left and right, left and right. And his first question to them is, 
how are you sleeping? How are you eating? Mm -hmm. Right. And it seems silly to start there, but he, but that's how we're both body and spirit. We're made more vulnerable to attack when we're not mm-hmm. taking care of ourselves as the temple. Isn't this neat that this theme is emerging, right? Yeah. And another thing too that hit me, Nan, it's so instructive in my life too, is that, um, you know, we are, we get to be instruments. We get to be pass-throughs for these, these intentions that we receive sometime, sometimes. And we're, we believe that whenever we put something in God's hands, knowing he's a God of transformation, that he is the best person to take that to carry that burden, to take that and to transform it. I can't necessarily transform it. I can pray and I can be a support and I can be an encouragement, but it's God who's going to do the work, right? So that's so beautiful. So anyways, lots we could chew on, but thank you. Thank you so much for serving us this weekend and being in prayer for, again, these Sidewalk Saints and Pregnancy Help Partners and beyond, even people from apparently American Airlines in the, uh, hockey tournament that was my out. pleasure i love it i love it i'm so honored thank y'all so much for having me yeah absolutely great all right well, so well i'm sure we'll see you soon take care nan thank yeah. you thanks Bye. man Bye. Yeah. Oh, that's so, so great yeah really really good so all right well speaking of great. prayer devotional we got a little bit yeah. more to go those things out, that's right? right so we've had a great show talking a lot about prayer and you know taking care of our temple and you know, we've really had scripture all throughout this show today, but I did want to just so um, did want to just share a scripture as we close from Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10, which says, do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And verse 13 says, For I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, I will help you. So Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10 through 13, just great words again to encourage us and not being afraid, knowing that God is with us, not being scared or or really like, you know, just so concerned about what's going on around us, but knowing that God is with us and that he will help us. You know, Lauren talked about, you know, the, uh, our tre- us treating the, our body as being the temple of the Holy Spirit, and how do we take care of that temple? And and Nan sharing so much great great stuff about prayer and about the weekend that we had. And you know, we talked about Israel and a really heavy topic of of what's going on around the world. There's so much around us that it would be easy to be fearful of or or be really concerned about, and and we should be concerned in some instances, but we shouldn't let those concerns weigh us down to where we can't accomplish what is ahead of us and the mission that we've been called to. So again, today, just rounding out the show, encouraging you with Isaiah chapter 41 today to not be afraid, to not be dismayed, to know that God is with us, to know that he will, um, you know, he takes hold of us with his right hand and that he will lift us up and that we do not need to be afraid. So with that, if you would pray with me and we'll go ahead and close out the show today. Dear Lord God, thank you so much for another powerful show this morning. And God, we're just so grateful to be a part of the mission that you have us on. God, thank you for the incredible weekend that we had um, last week at the National Sidewalk Advocacy Conference and all that you're doing throughout the pregnancy help movement. God, we thank you for the moms that continue to be served on the sidewalk and the dads too, and the babies that are being saved because of people reaching out with hope and help and the resources that are needed. 
God, we pray that you would help us to continue those efforts in communities all across America and around the world. May you continue to use us to see miracles in the seen and in the unseen, to know that you are with us, to not be afraid, to not be dismayed, but know that you are always there and that you will continue to protect us, guide us, and lift us up. We're so grateful to be called by you. We'll continue to give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So good. I was like literally kicking back and immersing myself in the prayer. (laughs) Uh, This was a a great show. And um, I had this feeling while Nan was talking that there was somebody that needed to hear that message, like just exactly as it was, you know? Um, Maybe you're in the middle of um, feeling like your efforts are not enough, that what you're doing is a drop in the bucket, especially in a pro-abortion state or in an abortion tourist area. Um, I remember when people would ask Mother Teresa these questions as she served in the slums and the streets of Calcutta, you know, people would look all around and see immense poverty. And it would almost be like she was barely making a dent in the ministry that she was doing. And what was so beautiful was Mother Teresa said, remember that it matters to that one at the very least, right? And now we can stand back at this point in history and see the harvest that she was a part of. And I feel like that so many times in the pro-life movement is, you know, this is very the very ordinary work of doing the next right thing, of helping the next person, of serving the next family. And then we step back one day and we go, wow, 21,000 children have been saved, right? And that came about by one at a time, helping the next person. And at some point, I'm believing that you will step back and see transformation in your community and in your state if you do not give up. And so let us be unafraid to press forward, to keep doing the next right thing. Um, You know, just like Mother Teresa said, if she didn't do what she was doing, then the ocean would be one drop less. And that matters, right? So, so important. All right. Well, thanks everyone for joining us. We'll be here next Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central on Facebook Live or YouTube. Or again, you can listen by podcast. Uh, We're so blessed and honored to be able to do the show and be at least a small part of encouragement during your week. We hope that you'll join us next week for another episode of Wake Up to Life with Lauren and Nate. Have a great weekend and week, everyone. See you soon. Bye-bye. See you soon. Bye-bye.